It's time to be the queen of your stress. With the queen of stress, Dr. M. Hey there, BQS listeners, and welcome to our 95th episode. I'm Dr. M, and this podcast is designed to help inspire change in how you see, manage, and use your stress. So you can be the queen of your stress, not your stress being the queen over you. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by our BQS live event coming up in or on August 21st, I should say, in downtown Shell Harbour with the amazing Kim Morrison. We'll be touching on all things self-love, self-care, and how to do it without being selfish. For ticket details, make sure you check out our show notes, and we hope to see you there. Enjoy our final instalment with the amazing Kim Morrison. Now, Kim, have you, you just ooze love and gratitude. I, I honestly, I, if I'm sounding like I'm gobsmacked at BQS listeners, it's because I'm just in a state of joy of listening to you speak. Because um, you ooze such love and gratitude and, and any time I've been in your presence, you're just an absolute joy to be around. Part of the reason why I'm excited to have you in Shell Harbour and so that those locals to Shell Harbour can experience it in real life, real time. Do you feel like you've always oozed that love and gratitude? Because you have. You've been through some shitty times. We'll call it what it is. I don't mind swearing on my show. Um, Is that you've gone through some really tough times. Through those moments, what, A, have you always oozed that love and gratitude? And if you have or haven't, when did the shift happen? And in those times where you're on the bathroom floor, what do you do to pick yourself back up? Other than I understand that you know you need to take the steps forward, but are there little tricks or tools that you use to get you back into a state of gratitude and and that tenacity quickly? My mum had me at 17 years of age and she was a young mum and and then she had two more children by the time she was 22, I think. And then unfortunately her and dad, which was a good thing, they split when I was nine. Um, That's when the, the sexual abuse also occurred with three different people and then my nana passed away only age 49. There was a lot of stress. And I think from the age of, from that age, I remember looking at my mum and just wanting to be her right hand person and to help her because she was working three jobs um, to maintain us and, and you know, to, to, to help us as, as young people to grow. And she always made it fun. So she never had a lot of money. And I'll, I'll never forget. She'd do things like this weekend, she, she, she would tell us, you know, she might have $10 left in the kitty after all the bills were paid. And she would say, we're going on a magical mystery tour this weekend. And so all week we'd build up to this magical mystery tour, which was we'd get in the little Hillman Hunter and mum would let us each take a turn um, at going left or right. Now, unbeknown to us, she was ending up out at the West Coast in Auckland, which is a beautiful, big, wild beach with black sand. But we thought, because we'd chosen left and right between the three of us, that we'd somehow magically got us to this amazing beach. And um, and so I remember not realising that at the time she was doing that, but I remember no matter how tough it got, my mum was always really strong and really brave and really um, and really stood for something. And uh, I think, you know, the, those words that I said at the beginning where she told me there's a part deep down inside of you and maybe it was because I had two grandmothers, one that was very much into plants and, and, and I guess, you know, vegetables and, and, and always in nature um, gardening and the other one was always in home baking and cooking and things like that, that maybe between the two of them I, I somehow took on those caring qualities. Mum was always a, a hard worker and always, you know, giving it her all 
But I think from a young age, I learned very quickly that and my personality was to always please and to serve and to want to help. And I think when I, that's what also interests me in understanding about personalities, which is why I went to the States a number of years ago and became qualified in it because really wanted to understand how different people think and why um, we're different, not wrong. Um, why someone sees it in a different way. Why is that wrong? Just because I don't see it that way. It's just different. So mm. I think I feel very blessed that I learned also at a young age that, you know, being kind and being nice to people got a way better reaction than being obnoxious and cocky. And I'm not saying I haven't been those things or that I don't fall below the line sometimes and behave maybe in, a, in an arrogant or displeasing way I'm sure there's there's moments still there that well I know there's moments that people have felt that with comments on Facebook it's quite heartbreaking but at the same time you've also got to realize when people think that of you if your intention isn't there to be that then it's perhaps more about them than it is mm. about you and I've really tried to hone in on that skill um, from a very young age that when someone is awful to you or someone is mean to you, first of all, take accountability, responsibility and ownership around your own behaviour and what you've contributed to it. But then secondly, realising that, um, you know, their business is their business and how they behave and what they react and how they say is their responsibility. So my responsibility is now how I choose to act on what they say or do, not react to it. And we always know when emotions are high, intelligence is low. So, you know, perhaps one of the other greatest lessons I took on from that was, um, you know, do not make decisions when you're feeling really emotional. Mm. Um, try and step back from that. Don't always do it right or well. Um, but, you know, I think all of those little things have combined. And I think because we are born, in my opinion, a certain way, let's say 60% is what we come into this world with. And the other 40%, in my opinion, is based on circumstance, upbringing, experiences, teachers, mentors, etc then I think really at heart and soul, and I'm sure mothers will agree with this, that if you have more than one child, they certainly come into this world with different personalities, mm. uh, even if you have the same values and truths with them growing up. So, you know, how are you going to respond to these things and how are you going to be the best version of yourself? We hear these words so often every day, be the best example, be the best version of you. Well, you know what, that takes bloody work mm. and it doesn't mean you're going to be great every single moment of every single day, but take ownership on the days where you're not. We have a rule in our house, we have an apology ritual that I've had with my children ever since they were little, that if one of us stuffs up, us included, then they have a right to demand and command the full apology ritual, which entails saying each other's full names, taking responsibility for what we're sorry for, and then finishing with that, and I love you. Mm. And um, our kids have learned that, and they've called us on it a couple of times. So I think it's, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but there's a lot of, a lot of it to it to me is the kindness has come from the inquiry of understanding what makes people tick, why mm. we're so different. And, and, and being curious about that rather than judgmental of it. Mm. Um, even teachers, or if I go to a talk and I'm not enjoying the talk, then what's my lesson from that? Is it the presenter? Is there something around them presenting I can learn so I do or don't do that on stage? Is it the topic maybe that just I'm not interested in? Or is it just today I'm not feeling it? Um, rather than they're a stupid speaker or they're not good enough. And I think that has been one of the greatest, I would like to think is an attribute of mine that I, I would like to think that I'm not as critical on people as perhaps other people are. And I've learned that judgment is one of the quickest ways to, to not learn or educate 
I'd, I'd rather turn that around and call it being curious. So mm. maybe from a young age, I've been always curious as to around human behavior and also around my own accountability on things. And maybe that was a really young, a young strong mum that, that taught me that. I love that. I love that curiosity piece. I think that, um, you know, as we talk, I, I talk about always being having the mind of a student is that I don't, I don't think I know everything. I know I've got so much more to learn and that curiosity and asking the next question is I think such an important piece of our ongoing evolution. And I, and I love you talking about our individuality. It's something I speak about regularly and, and talk about. It was when I realised that I was born to fit out, not in, that <laughs> things really started to shift. I tried my best, Kim, to fit in. That was never going to happen. No, <laughs> that no. Was like, and that's you know, what we love about you. <laughs> I gave it my best a shot and then I just gave up and went, you know what, I'm just going to fit out. If people don't like it, they can bugger off. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> It's, I also think that one of the strong pieces that comes from what you were just saying, it's a difference between coming from your heart versus from your ego. And we, our ego gets up in our face sometimes, but if we can drop back into that heart space, amazing things can happen. And, and I love that curiosity, particularly in the point of frustration. My great mate, Pauline Nguyen, t- talks about F- FYI, which is follow your irritation. Um, if you follow your irritation, you will figure out what lesson there's meant to be. And, and some of my biggest lessons in life has been when I've been most irritated by a situation mm, um, so and it's it's fascinating when you go oh I get it now okay there's a lesson and particularly and I love the don't you know not to react in an emotional state a, a great mentor once said to me if you get an email that upsets you and if you're still in that emotional state at least wait 24 hours before you uh, actually respond yes. and, I, and I and I love that and I use it to this day, if there's something that's come up, to really sit back and and take that emotional piece out of it. I love that you said, you know, from the how did you put it that if your emotions are high, your intellect is down? Is that how you yeah. put it? When intelligence, uh, when emotions are high, intelligence is low. Yeah, <laughs> it makes so much sense. And and I cannot wait. Well, a, I'm going to be seeing you at the Wellness Summit in Melbourne. So that's 17th, 18th August. So I get to hang out with you there, which is pretty freaking cool. And then, like three days later, you will be hanging out with me and uh, and the awesome folk that are coming to our BQS live event in in Shaw Harbour and. One of the things that I love about you, Kim, is that you absolutely do ooze love and gratitude. You're also a cheeky bugger. You're one of the <laughs> smiling assassins that I've ever met. <laughs> um, so one of the things, before we finish off with your top five today, what are you excited about? Uh, why are you excited about coming to Shell Harbour? I love smaller communities and I love the way you guys show up. I love the fact that you really appreciate people coming to town. You want to learn and you really embrace different viewpoints. It seems to me you embrace different personalities. And I don't know, there's just something with the work that you're doing down there that when you asked me, I felt incredibly privileged. And if if you feel that I've got something to offer this community, then I really do feel I can step up and be that and and spreading the the message of self-love and and what it means because I truly feel that at the foundation of all health, wellness, living and even our spiritual work, at the heart and the foundation of it all is self-love and it doesn't matter what journey you're on or what lessons you've been taught or who you live with or who your parents were or who you married or what your kids are like, at the absolute essence the quintessential essence of all living is your own self-belief and desire to love who you are, warts and all. And I think if I can bring that to Shell Harbour and, and my lessons that I've learned around parenting and some of the life stories that I've endured, my, my running, my belief and my 
business and how, you know, there's been a couple of times where I've gone really truly to shut the door on the Monday morning and then through the art of surrendering and understanding signposts and, and asking for the universal guidance and support, how things have shown up in ways I never expected. If I can share things like that, then as I said before, by being vulnerable, by being open, by being raw um, and, yes, cheeky and hopefully making it fun, <laughs> then I truly believe then we can see each other more and, and I want to get to the heart. I want to understand what makes us all tick and you're part of a community and yet sometimes we don't even know who our neighbours are. We don't even know, you know, it's a known fact that even the partners that we sleep with at night, we don't even know some of the pains they're enduring or what they're going through. So I want to get to the heart and I want to understand what it is that really makes us tick. And therefore, when we're going through challenging times, how do we stick together or how do we ask for help just so we can step up and be responsible and accountable with ourselves and our behaviours? And then when we're in a good space in our life, how do we celebrate those joys and those wins and those successes? And even if we're in the bad times of our life, someone else's successes, what a beautiful human that in the face of adversity, you still have the power, the courage and the strength to honour someone else's wins. Because let's face it, when we do get through our tough time and we're having a win, we certainly hope people will celebrate us when we get there and through the ebb and flow of life, we will always know that there'll be ups and there'll be downs. There is no doubt. So I hope I can bring to Shell Harbour um, how we really navigate those pathways with the most amount of courage, grace, strength and dignity. I'm certainly hoping I can bring my love of essential oils and plants. I have a feeling, in fact, it's not a feeling, I know, and it's not even a hope, it's a dead set, I know you have a whole lot to share with our local community and I know there's going to be people that come in from out of Shell Harbour as well because uh, they understand how valuable this information is and I'm so looking forward to having you here. Now, Kim, one of the things that we always do at the end of a BQS episode is usually I finish with my top five, but today, as you're my special guest, is you're going to finish with your top five. So what's on high rotation? music-wise for you this week? High rotation music. I keep hearing that song, Scars to Your Beautiful, um, by Alicia or Alessia Cara, I think her name is. Um, but Scars to Your Beautiful, if you ever listen to that and listen to the words, oh, it's divine. And it's funny, I've been listening to that quite a bit in the last couple of weeks, actually, I've heard nice. that song. High rotation, I like it. Um, what book are you reading at the moment or listening to at the moment, if you're not reading it? There's a couple um, beside my bed. I've got about eight books, but I picked them up at the moment. I'm listening to on Audible The Placebo Effect by Dr. Joe Dispenza, I which I Dr. absolutely Joe. love. I know. And my other favorite at the moment, which is Extreme Ownership by two Navy SEALs in the US, which is all around leadership and taking cool. ownership for all our actions. And I'm really loving that. I love that. And over the last week, has there been something specific outside of your normal rituals that you've done to de-stress and decompress? Um, I got I got um, shouted a facial which I had nice. last week, which was absolutely beautiful. And you know, being busy in life, I often can make the excuse that I haven't got time, and I'm too busy telling everyone else how to do that. And so I sucked it up and took a piece of my own advice, and then got there and realised just how precious that was. So I'm really grateful to having a facial, and I it made me book in another one. In fact, my desire was because I'd been given that. I booked in my next one, so I'm really excited for that one. Oh, I'm pleased to hear that. That's cool. And have you got a favourite quote? You already shared your sh- shared. That's the right word. Um, your peach quote. Have you got another favourite <laughs> quote that you would like to share with with the BQS listeners? 
Um, I tell you what I'll share with you is something that I just, I opened up on the page in my book. I put it in my book and I just shared this with a young woman I'm mentoring at the moment. And it's all around that, you know, we are the masters of our own destiny. We are the ones that uh, carry the torch, if you like. And it's a Chinese proverb and you've probably heard it, but I say it so many times. Every time I turn my diffuser on or I light a candle, I say this. If there is light in the soul, there is beauty in the person. If there is beauty in the person, there is harmony in the home. If there is harmony in the home, there is order in the nation. If there is order in the nation, there is peace in this world. And I just truly feel if we could only realize, and rather than looking out and wanting to fix everyone else out there, why don't we take responsibility and light that, ignite that little light within us, and then maybe we'll be able to make a ripple effect that will change the world. Oh, I love that. Would you like that to be your final thought? Have you got any other final thoughts for, for today? Oh, I just, I want to honor every single person listening to this. You know, some days will suck and some days are really challenging and some days they are incredibly stressful. You're not alone. I think this community, um, the BQS community is one of the greatest you could be a part of. There's no accidents you're hearing these messages today and that you follow Maria. And I sincerely hope that I get to, to see you in Shell Harbour. And if not, then hopefully um, you will share this podcast because ultimately I think where Maria and I truly come from is that the more we share messages like this, the more we're going to support one another, whether we're each other's neighbour or not. It's actually that beautiful ripple effect that can by being the example, we can create that ripple. Oh, thank you so much, Kim, and it's had been an absolute pleasure and a joy to get to spend some time with you as always. Uh, all the links to be able to um, get tickets for the BQS Live event in August will be in the show notes, folks, uh, if, and also how you can contact Kim as well will be there. But that's it for this week, BQS listeners. I'll catch you next week. Bye for now. Well, that's it for today's podcast, BQS listeners. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, if you would like to subscribe, make sure you hit subscribe on iTunes. And if you want to stay in touch, check out our Facebook page, The Queen of Stress, or on our Insta, The Queen of Stress. For more information and show notes, be sure to go to thequeenofstress.com to continue our journey together. Hope you have a fabulous week, and I'll catch you next time. The 2019 Wellness Summit is almost here. I love being at these events. They're always such a great, positive environment. It's been really great to um, listen to like-minded people and to um, meet a few people, actually. I've been to every summit and I've been to every one and I'll always keep coming. It's always inspiring. It's been a real eye-opener. We're actually signed up to go to the Breakthrough now. It's very motivating. I think it's great to listen to people who are inspired. And there's always something to learn and something to take away. I think uh, for myself and giving myself that um, opportunity to, to learn. There's so much going on in life and everything that you can get distracted and forget the things that you should be doing. And this always reminds you to get back on track and, and um, to focus on the things that are important, a holistic help. Just do it, yeah. Just yeah, suck it up and do it. It's, uh, it could be life-changing, yeah. I would say it's awesome and it's the start of changing your life. Come along, see what it's about, and enjoy it. It's an amazing event with like-minded, positive people, and you can't help but um, walk away feeling great. Positive Mentor presents the 2019 Wellness Summit, August 17 and 18 in Melbourne. Can you afford to miss out? Tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. 
This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.